Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you listen to this. This is Machu Media alongside my critique and in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And representing Sando to the fullest, Doughboy. Yup. And this is episode number four of Retrospect Reviews. So in this case, we'll be talking about um, the debut album from legendary East Coast rapper, the late great Big Pun. Um, his name's real name is Christopher Lee Rios. Born in 1971, um, unfortunately he passed away in February 7, 2000. But anyway, uh, he released his debut album *Capital Punishment* back in April 28 of 1998. So in today's episode, we will be doing a review of that particular album. Um, the funny thing is, well, for for me, at least in my case, I only listened to this album three times in my life. <laughs> One time, the first time was last year. Swear to God, last year. I finally sat down and listened to this album. I was like, holy, holy crap. Like, I never really sat down and listened to this album before. And I heard so much praise about it, right? And then the last two times was just quite recently to, you know, take down some notes so I could do this review right here. Um, but Doughboy, have um, have you... Li- well, I know... All right, okay. So, obviously, I know you listened to the album. But is it like an album you listen to, like, numerous times or... Same, same, because I'm not, like, the biggest Big Pun fan. Um, Same here, same here. How I end up listening to the album is, again, studio sessions with rappers and a dude had had the CD in the house. Like, okay, (laughs) let's listen to this. And when we start listening to listening to it it was cool at the time I'm like okay vibes yeah, but yeah. i was younger at that time i was see us about 20. Okay. I, yeah so now listening it must see about when i actually buy that album i see about around 28. <laughs> no, <by that. laughs> yeah actually by the hour around 28. Right. so um listening to that at at that age um with appreciation for lyricism yes. Yes. i'll give dude you had to get him he was up there of course yeah, yeah. no no denying no up there with lyricism so yes. Yes. if if you're looking for wordplay and stuff big pun even though you don't have much of a spread, you'll get a good feel of what he could do. Right. Uh, Ricardo, um, what is your history with, with the, the, the album, with Capital Punishment? Yeah, very little history the album. I barely listened to this uh, for eight in its time. I came up When it came out, I remember listening to it when I friend, but, but I only remember the, the main big tracks, mostly the track with the deep cover yes, song, yes, track, twins, which is yeah. Twits. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Uh, yeah, not a big fan of Big Pun. Big Pun was somebody that kind of came and went for me when I was like, what, 14? It was, he was, when he died? In the uh, 2000? He, he died um, in 2000. 2000. Yeah, 2000. Yeah, yeah I, was, I think I was 14 at the time. So I was like, uh, and I think came and went. He's a rapper, I didn't really get into any as much as a Big Year Tupac. Uh, uh, not even Jeezy, for example. But uh, uh, yeah, the one track I do remember off the top of my head is definitely the deep cover track. So I, I ain't going to be lending too much um, understanding towards this. But yeah, uh, that is pretty much more. There's a cursory understanding of the, the album at best. Right. I'll say most of us wouldn't be on pun that much because of the year the album they come on. This come on 98. Yeah, yeah. this was the same time that Jay Z's volume yeah. was hard, not light famous. And by the way, um, that album actually 
won Best Rap Album at the Grammys um, and Capital Punishment was nominated but it lost to, to Jay-Z so think about that for a bit <laughs> yes. so that must be why it nominated that much because Jay-Z was had a big year that year of course yeah that, that, and um, plus that two Lord Hill album that come out yeah um, Miss Education Lord Hill massive massive and I come massive and I, Yes, of, of course. Of yeah, course. it gets me. Which, 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 which uh, <laughs> where we could argue about it, do boy, is my favorite um, Ocas album, like like ever. Period. Like nah, I love Aquemini. I love Aquemini. I'm a favorite Ocas album. <laughs> is, is this still um, Italians? Yeah, Italians. Uh, that's a surprise. <laughs> that's a surprise. But yeah, um, with, with me and my history with with Big Pun as a rapper himself, the first song I ever heard was um, "Still Not a Player." Um, that was the, the club hit that he brought out with Joe. And it still holds up to his day. It's still catchy. It still bumps. You know, yeah. it's still lively and fun and lighthearted, right? It's a great song. Um, but then I didn't really hear anything else after that until 2000 when, um, unfortunately, he passed away, right? Um, I didn't really know all the details about his death, but I just heard that he died, right? And that was around the time. Well, later on, um, they brought out his album, Yeah Baby, right? Which was on uh, released on April four, two thousand, and the song that they pushed for this song uh, for this album, sorry, was "It's So Hard," and "It's So Hard" was a song that you could not escape. That, yeah, that was everywhere. Went, that song was all over the place. It's so hard, you could not escape that song. It was and all over. The beat was so catchy yeah, too. That, yeah, it was, it was it was nice though. Yes, it was the the the, the radio edit of it. Um, but even the radio edit had a kind of catchiness to it now, um, especially with the sound effects. You know, it was in the late 90s, 2000s, You always used these kind of like weird sound effects to to block all the curse words now. Um, yeah. And then I remember the video coming out. I saw it on Rhapsody, and the video was nice. was, was a nice little tribute to, to Big Pun. So you saw, of course, you saw Fat Joe, you saw Cuban Links, you, you saw. A lot of other people, a lot of other rappers and hip hop celebrities in that video just basically singing the lyrics to his song. There. So that was the second track that I heard from him. Um, the uh, year after that was um, they brought out pretty much as a kind of a best of album called Endangered Species. Um, there were some unreleased tracks there. Well, the, the original, sorry, the uncensored version of Still Not a Player was on it. But then they brought out a video for, well, a song and a video for a, um, called How We Rule. And I remember seeing the video for this. Well, sorry, first off, the song didn't really care for. That was with Ashanti. Mm. That was like the first time you heard Ashanti um, on Wax. Well, at least, I, I right. could be wrong with that, but that was the first time I ever heard Ashanti. Um, but then I remember the video for it. And basically, it was like this CG animated <laughs> video of Big Pun. I remember that. And rapping, and I was like, yeah, that was. Ugh. Ugh. I remember yeah, that just hearing ugh. that song, which I really didn't care for. I find the beat was just too nice and bubbly and just. Ugh. But just coupled that with the video, I was like, nah, nah, nah. nah, nah. Yeah, was... And I think from there, I just tuned out for Big Pun since then. But then later on in my life, I, you know, I just always heard about how, you know, I was always reminded about how great of a rapper he was. Um, Fat Joe, that was like call him um name check him in his songs like especially with that big club song that he had with r kelly um we tugging remember how yeah big right. was and he's like paul liquor for my nigga is gone big pun you know like that yeah it's like all right yeah yeah, yeah. he kind of he kind of doing the puppy thing you know always right. talking about fun and you know rest in peace right. and all that kind of stuff now yeah especially 
So wait, wait, where did you form Terror Squad? Um, well, that was no. Well, well, Terror Squad was actually formed before Big Pun even even came out. Uh, even brought for right. the song. So, right. um, well, well, good um, question there, you know, um, because Big Pun actually made his official premiere on um, Factual's second album, which was Jealous Once Envy, which is the album I listened to, and it was all right, but just album that I never got back into. I know it's just me and Terror Squad music. <laughs> I just never really like gravitated that much now. so I heard like a few of Fat Joe's like first albums I didn't listen to the to the Terror Squad um, the, the, uh, the first album they brought her together that was the one with Lean Back I know Lean Back was crazy um, everybody oh, loved Lean right. Back but yeah, that was I huge. never listened to I never listened to their music religiously now. Um, Remy Ma in particular like I always thought that she, right. was, she was a great um, MC I loved her on the Anti-Up remix that was when I was like okay Okay, yeah. real dread. Like when you hear on, on Lean Back, it's like, alright, 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 right, she cool. But then when she came on the Anti Up remix, I was like, ah, oh, okay, alright, I'll make note of that. Um, right. But yeah, but really in general, when it comes to like Fat Joe and Cuban Links and the Terror Squad, never really gravitated to their music that much. Like I knew they had skills, I knew they were representing the Bronx, and it was just this. You know, bringing the Latino side to hip hop music now. You know, so like while Cypress Hill was doing their thing. Well, Cypress Hill and Funk Dubious was doing their thing in the West Coast. Um, on the East Coast, however, you had Fat Joe, you had Cuban Links, you had Beat Nuts um, doing their thing as well. And then Big Pun just showed up and he just basically, he was just basically the biggie of the Latino hip-hop scene at that, at that right. time. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think in, in, in that aspect, that's why we could really acknowledge him as one of the greatest. Um, but as you said, though, boy, when it comes to lyricism, boy, Especially breath control, boy. That's one thing. Yeah, yeah, real good. Breath control. Like if you hear, like especially in twins, for example, when he pauses to breathe, you hear that that kind of thing. That when he's breathing, yeah. and then he just spits it out like wood after wood, just insane. Some long bars and like long bars. That's like wow. And then he sat back again. Just crazy, boy. That's crazy. Only one person in my life I hear spit that bar perfect. <laughs> Nobody can do that dead in the middle of the little yeah, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to that one. That's that <laughs> couple of bars, boy. Because, yes, I was around that time is when I finally heard twins, boy. And I was like, my God. Just, well, you can control your breath that much. Yeah. Um... But yeah, but it's really when I when I finally listened to Capital Punishment for the first time, I was like, okay, now I see why he is regarded as one of the, the greatest lyricists in, in hip-hop. But um, to his credit, though, I think it's unfortunate that he passed away um, so early when his career literally blew up, right? Yeah. Um, oh, yes, I forgot to mention he um, he also um, appeared on the Beat Nuts album, um, Stone Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Which is a real great, great album, by the way. But um, there was a song that he was on called "Off the Books." It has a ridiculously catchy beat, and his uh, his, his verse on that was just crazy. I love that. I love that. Um, I'll bring up "Off the Books" later. Another another album that he was on was um the first "Ride or Die." Oh right, 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 right. Um, um Pina was... Colada. Ah yes, 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 yes. I, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That that actually the first time I actually hear him I was like, and the flow was actually to the beat and i'm like yo who's this spanish dude that just come out and killing chic and i'm on this like i got stoned like al capone at home sipping on champagne and i'm like wow 
Um, another song that I heard out in too, um, although it's a single, but it didn't really quite blow up as much as it did, but somehow it caught my ear. Um, he even did a collab with Beady Man, of all people. Um, hey, I love song this song. called, called Make, uh, Make Me Sweat, which was like, uh, ref- it's, it's basically they took like some E.T. song, I forgot who sung it, and did their own hip-hop version to it. And that single was off of the soundtrack, the little movie called How Stella Got Her Groove Back. Okay. And how I remember this is because when Wyclef and the Fugees were big, and I think it was for Wyclef's album, the, the Carnival, which I I mean, I enjoy the Carnival, but I, I am more of a the score fan. Like, I just love the Fugees together as a group. Yeah. yeah but that's just me. See. But um, I think it was for the Grammys or it was for some award or some kind of thing so that Wyclef went up for. And you say about how he didn't like the representation of Haitians as like, you know, stop making fun of our mother freaking country. I remember he said those those lines and I was like, oh, okay. Um, but why I bring this up is that um, Wyclef is on this album here too, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll talk about Wyclef's um, contribution to this album. Uh, but just to, to round things up though. Um, but for me, I think that it's unfortunate that he died um, so early in his career, literally. Like when his career blew up because literally it's two years since his debut album came out or less than two years that that he passed away now and it was from you know well from from basically it was it was from heart feeling you know because yeah he ate a lot with, yeah he ate close to 500 yeah well, well, <laughs> i don't know what, I, I i read i read 300 on on his wiki page like well maybe it could be more than that i don't know but i know um from what i read though um is that basically like when he was like 18 years old he was like a, a normal like 180 or some kind of thing like that. and then like as as he reached as he got older you know his weight just got it really um increased now uh, exactly. and it is because he ate because 300 man because that be true like he was true 375 oh really okay yeah he was 375 he was close to five wow right that's, that's crazy boy but um but what I assume is really because of um, depression, you know, he, he ate, to, you know, to, to curb his, uh, his depression. And unfortunately, well, you know, it, it took away his life. Um, but, you know, fortunately, uh, his son, actually, um, Chris Rivers, actually, um, he is making a name for himself right now in the rap game. He's more doing the collabo stuff. So like last year, for example, he was on the Wu-Tang album, The Saga Continues. Um, he, deliver- he delivered a great verse there. Um, he also put out a single. I forgot the name of it, but um, that song specifically was talking about his dad, though, and apparently... Um, he dad said, um, with the um, domestic abuse Yeah, track. yeah, yeah, which, which yeah. actually stunned me, though, because I didn't know that pun was, like, beaten up on, on his mom, though. Well, sorry, on his, well, on his wife, basically. I, I didn't know yeah, that, right. like that, though. That, that was crazy. Uh, like, yeah, they had a video out with yeah, that. Yeah, a video was out for it, though. I was like, oh. No, like, a video with pun actually beating his wife, like. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, I was like, wow. pissed off with energy. Yeah, like, I did not know it was like that in his in his life, boy. Jeez. But well, his son, I have a few mixtapes on him. He had a good pen game. He had a good pen game. Um, he he trying to make his own name. Yeah, not that, that's why. To... Like, that's why. Like he's yeah. not writing any co- uh, coattails of his dad. Yeah. Like say not... um, ODB's son, for example. Ah. Um, no offense, no offense. I know he tried yeah. this thing, but it's it's only be Sundered. I mean, you can only do so much with that, right? Just saying. Um, but yeah, but he, yeah, he write right in his own wave. 
and he, I think he was, um, I see him in a few, I don't know if he does still, used to still battle, but I think I see him in a few smacks around or something. I could be wrong, <laughs> but he, he doing his own thing. He not yeah. just like, I'm concerned, put me on. Yeah, I, oh. I really like that. I really, really, really respect that too. Um, but just just before we get to the actual review itself, but it's just a shame that he he passed away, you know, at so early in his career. Now because I think that's why his um, that's why well, for one thing I never really gravitated to his music because I find it wasn't enough for me to really gravitate to. You know, I <laughs> know it, it's all yeah. kind of yeah. bad, but that I'm yeah, but it, uh, that that's the truth. Like one album, like yeah. um, big like big L. Yes, exactly. Dope. Yeah, dope. Real dope. But yeah. not enough material for you to say, well, you can build something more for it. Now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, And even on that that, put, um, that posthumous album we brought out, Yeah, Baby, there was just that one song, It's So Hard. Everything else I didn't really care for at all, you know? So it's it's just that there wasn't enough material for me to really gravitate to it. He wasn't like, say, a biggie, you know, where he had songs before he even brought out his debut album. The collabos that he did and even with the the posthumous album um life after death there was so much singles off of that that you could pull out from you know it's, like, nearly every song on that album you well, can see is, is, is life after that did already finished by the time big yeah, get died. shot and died yeah, so yeah. the first album you can say well is his after that that puff Do was born again and um, born again yeah, it's how people on it for, for, for that song, uh, for that album. Although Dead Wrong was decent, right? let me, that if if it's one thing I could take from yeah. that album, it's Dead Wrong. Nah, yeah, that, Eminem, how, that Eminem collabo was just like like oh, classic. You can oh, see that. You okay. can see that could actually no. You can actually see that happening. You know, like big yeah, and exactly. Yeah, do a track and this is exactly how this track would have been. Yeah, <laughs> so, and and you're right though. And then another thing too, maybe um. Maybe maybe I just need to listen to more of his songs, but uh, his collaborations as well. Like I'm not saying that his collabos didn't really stand out, but look, like say for example, what I said about him and Beanie Man. Like that was a single that I just happened to stumble on, and I heard it a few times on radio, but that didn't really chart. At least in my opinion, I don't think it did. So it's that, like he had big collaborations with you know with artists. Yeah, that didn't stand out that much, or at least he didn't get the opportunity to do more collaborations. I should say. Yeah, they had a fish around for the collabs because it, they're out there. Yeah. But as I said, in, again, not enough material. That's yeah, not enough material. Yeah, so it's a shame though. Uh, but yeah, all that aside though, um, let's let's jump into the album right now. So Capital Punishment runs for 71 minutes. And for a debut album, it's uh, kind of pretty long though. Like really, really long. And you do feel that link when you when you listen to the album, unfortunately, right? So as as with all nineties albums, you start off with this intro. The intro kinda supposed to set up what's what what the album is about, but it kinda don't really make any sense when you think about it, cause just these two kids talking about uh oh yeah, punch and go kill him, bam, 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 bam. Alright, is this his kid? Is this Punisher when you're young? Maybe that's how he got the moniker from Punisher, the character, you know, from well, the comics. I don't know, but 
that 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 isn't exactly like listen to the comics they're talking about superheroes now yeah, and, about <laughs> yeah x-men and the kids say punisher can just smoke everybody in the gun now yeah <laughs> so, Anyway, so um, the first track we get is Beware. Um, this is produced by Juju of the Beat Nuts. Um, I love the hook on this. It uses a sample from uh, Mob Deep's Shook Ones Part 1, not Part 2, um, from okay. the late great Prodigy. Uh, the outro has um, Big... Uh, sorry, not Big Pun. has um, Fat Joe himself. Uh, you know, he just called himself. You know, he just repping Terror Squad and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. But just talking smack. Yeah, normal 90s thing. Talk yeah. smack at the end of the track. Of course, because that's what you had to do, right? Um, I love the beat for this, though. The, the, the beat is really dope, though. I love the, the dark tone of it. I love the violence. It has this kind of like cinematic. Yeah. It, no? um, and pun is just like Lee, you know, this lyrical warning to, to anybody that's trying to step in front of the of the terror squad, now, you know what I mean? So that right there, that, 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 um, that, that track that that second track basically really sets up the album in such a great way i really love that that track here um following well the next track after that is uh super lyrical um i didn't even i i actually forgot because this is like the se- well second time that I, I listened to it right i didn't know black thought was in this though black thought and roots yeah it's like okay <laughs> all right you're bringing black thought to it because i don't know it's like two different styles now so um, no one, I don't want to put, no, 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 I not to the press. Well. Uh, okay, like when it comes to because, weirdly, yes, they can, yeah. but what well, I mean, pun is more the because that, that one, what that one was the one was just two words going at each other, yes, yes, yes. Um, Rock Wilder produced the beat, um, and I love the alone no but uh, that's seasoned black thought uh, not 10 years deep in a black I, thought I, I, know, I know i know i know i know but pun's breath control in this so is really yeah ridiculous. yeah um i love this this, this uh, okay so this basically had a really bad so i can't rap like him right so i like what he says um just call me baby jesus because lately niggas be praising me just for the way i blaze the beat crazily tape to see the lasery it pays to be amazingly flavory Gaze into my rhymes and basically hypnotize you occasionally. I was like, "Would okay, I <laughs> punch yeah. sure it off here, punch sure it off, okay." But yeah, um, really, really dug this track. Right, next track is Tisa's choice. Uh, this is basically the um, the sex kit on this album because um, every rap album in the nineties apparently needed one. I mean, Chronic had one. Right, did I had one? So he had to have one. Yeah. And, and, and bilingual too, here in Spanish and English. Yeah. yeah. Like, ah, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. next track, right? So now, Ricardo, you can come into this now. Next track. <laughs> yeah. Still not a player. Oh, yeah. Featuring Joe. Um, right. Well, just, just see this right off the bat. Like I said, this is the first Big Pun song I've ever heard. Um, unfortunately, here, this is the clean radio edit that you hear here. Um, right. But it doesn't matter. I mean, the, the beat is still fun. It's bouncy. Um, I bet if you play it in a club right now, people will still go to the dance floor no, no, yeah. with that. Um, the boasts are ridiculous here because Pun just boasts and throw this, you know, about the sexual prowess and stuff. Like, you say you could measure my dick with six rulers. I'm like, bruh, okay. Yeah. And even in the end, when Joe comes in with the Pariqua, 
Morena. Even if you yeah. don't know what that means, enough to say I don't know what it means, you still be like singing that at the end of your song, though. So yeah, I I even if in the club and that come on automatically, you do that. Borica, Borica. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your 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 thoughts on on still another player. Yeah, there's a there's a classic classic song. Uh, it, it's just Joe. I mean Joe. This is when Joe was popular. Uh, what yeah, happened to Joe in our life? What has happened? Where is Joe? What happened to Joe? <laughs> yeah. I, I want to uh, know. I want to know. Just like that song he put out. Get it? Uh-huh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I said the last good song about uh, with Joe in it was with him and Mystical. Yeah, stutter. But that was that was like, <laughs> back in two thousand one. Wow. Yeah. I don't know anything Joe after that. Wow. Like seriously. Yeah, uh, but I think around anyway. that time, like in the two thousands, when he blew up, now that's when my name is Joe, which is like the only right. Joe album I, I, I heard. I, I like that one. Yeah. I think that is the only Joe album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, but, but so uh, uh, this yeah, this song pretty much put Johnny map um as far as I know, and yeah, this this was a goddamn classic track. It could it plays on radio till this day. You yeah, can't yeah, hear it. Does, yeah. Um, and it's, it's just yeah, a kind of typical sex brag song by the big guy, but it works, yeah. and I really really like it. Yeah, and you know the chorus actually works too because he's he's bragging at Boston, and then Joe's like, I don't want to be a player no more. You know what I mean? So I like that little playful <laughs> contradiction. It, it it's dope. I like I really love the song. Um, after that you have this well a track called Intermission, which is just this instrumental segment. It's like twenty two seconds. I'm like, all right, because we needed one. I'll talk about skits at the at the very end, right? So um, now we get to the next track, which is called the Dream Shatter, and this is by far one of the best songs off of this album. Um, you have this kind of like weird little trippy little sample going on at the very beginning, but then the beat comes in with the violence. It's like real energetic and real intense, <laughs> and Pun just going into rap battle mode with this, where he just shows off throughout this entire track, though. Like he just goes crazy. Um, it has one. It has it has some of the man best lines on the album. Like for one, for 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 one thing, he says. Um, he, for example, he says, "Um, the first murder's the worst. Now I thirst further for reverse but Every verse hurts. Every curse word's already more offended than every Eddie moves. Eddie moves worst. Like, jeez, hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, wordsmith, wordsmith. And I swear, like I was listening to this track, and I tell myself. Dude, it's, it's one thing to sit down and come up with these bars, right? But to deliver them the way how you delivering them, dude, that is just impressive, right? Like, wow. Like, I had to get credit where credit is due, right? The man, <laughs> the man is a lyricist, right? Bar none. So, yeah, I, I, I love the Dream Shack, right? So, track number eight is Punish Me. This is more of a kind of R&B vibe thing going on here. Basically, he's talking about this girl who he had loved and then she cheated on him. And then the chorus, well, which is done by Miss Jones, whoever she is, um, <clears throat> she provides a hook. And she's just basically talking about, well, punish her, punish me. And I was thinking about it, like, okay, I, I like how they kind of flip the whole punish me um, freeze from still another player. Have a power seeing um, um, hot tub, um, popping bubbly, I'm in a spot, my, um, got you saying punish me, right? But you know, in that case, you talk about sex. But in this one, yeah. here, song punish me. It's more like, Yes, I did wrong. I'm sorry, right? But you yeah. know, of course, you don't say literally to punish me. Now, but just like, I really feeling so bad about this. So you, you know, I, I can't blame you for being angry at me. So I like how they, how they flip that whole punish me thing. But I mean, as far as the the album goes, this is a skippable track. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's the, the it's an it's a it's an R&B song. I mean, it's nice and everything. But 
other than that, I didn't really care for it that much. It's, I mean, it's good, but just something you could just skip, and you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't really matter. It wouldn't really affect things. Uh, now we get to another skit, which yeah. is called Pack in the Mac, Part One. <laughs> and this one is like him. It's like basically his drug dealer, right? So started with drug dealer, talked about oh, I, I control the block, whatever. And then <laughs> with the car and your hand off the box in the car stereo you know? And then a pun comes out and the drug dealer just started to talk smack at him now. And like, oh you know, a scuffle takes place, shootout takes place, pun started to shoot up all the men. And I have this part, right? Where well you can guess how the album ends, so it just have a bunch of sorry, uh, how the skit ends. So it's just like a bunch of like action sound effects, right? So if you like have this like action sound effects library, you kinda know what to expect. It's just a bunch of like machine guns, guns. and stuff like that. You know, just guns, <laughs> you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. A little glass break in here. Yeah, glass break, that kind of stuff though. But what was funny was when the, the same guy who was talking sparked the... So Pun is like real talking on them. It's like, dude, you okay, man? Man, I got shot in the leg, man. You go live? It's like, yeah, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. Yeah, brah. And then Pun's like, dick. <laughs> I really <laughs> laugh with that. Because <laughs> this... It's just how out of the, out of the blue it just happened there. But then <laughs> there in the end, it had some. It's like, how old are you? I'm 14, man. It's like, man, get out of here. Get out of here. Text pun. <laughs> it was like real ridiculous though. But it basically ends with pun just like breathing and just like, yo, man, all that kind of stuff there. And then they segue into the song, You Ain't a Killer. Now, um, I actually heard this song. I think it was like a B-side or a single that came out. And I'm not too sure if it's a single or a B-side. But I heard this before re-listening to this album here. Um, I love how the skit kind of segues into into this song here. Um, Young Lord does the beat here. has this kind of G-Funk kind of beat it. Um, and it's like real dark and ominous. Now. And of course, Pun is just like, yeah, he just like addressing, addressing <laughs> all the heaters out there. Just a bunch of dark and violent boosts throughout the entirety of this. The chorus from the Dream Shatterer shows up here at the end of the second verse. That's where he says, um, when you awaken, your your manhood your manhood will be taken, faking like you Satan, when I'm the rhyming abomination. Right? So, but yeah, I mean, overall, You Eat a Killer is not one of my favorite big pun songs ever. I mean, if it's there, I'll listen to it. But other than that, it is what it is, right? To me, I like it because, uh, again, it fits into the whole package uh all he bars spitting tracks yes. and being this dark menacing dude that just out to emasculate you with his word supremacy. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you kill your family with his with his words, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, so again the wordplay on this nasty and all. Yeah, so. yeah, it, it is. It is. It is like um. It it does actually remind me of um of Biggie's um Biggie's What's Beef. Okay, that, that's the griminess of the lyrics alone. Yeah. That's how shocking they were, you know what I mean? So that, that that's one thing that, that um I had to get credit for with the album here. Um just how shocking and hyper violent some of the lyrics are, you know. Um, yeah. which I'll talk about with, with one of the, the, the latter tracks on the album. Uh so right after you ate a killer, we get part two of Pack in the Mac. Yeah, so the pack of the box story continues, right? <laughs> so, Cuban Link, yes, Cuban Link shows up. It's like, yo, big pun, man, what's up, man? Man, I got shot. That nigga's trying to shoot me, man. It's like, what, what happened, man? I was packing the Mac in the back of the egg. It's like, what? I was packing the Mac in the back of the egg. 
And then, <laughs> which was, is, is, I mean, it's kind of funny, but then they, they make a, like, a little joke of it, so they do a song, so it's back in the back of the back of the egg, back in the back of the back of the egg, back in the back of the back of the egg, back in the back of the back. And both of them just, just doing that now. I mean, it's silly, but it works, I guess, to, to end that, that, um, that, that skit that we overall didn't need. Right. Um, yeah. Next track is Caribbean Connection, and this one features White Legion of the Fugees. Right. Well, was of the Fugees, right? Um, that's right off the bat, right? So, I love how he starts off this song, right? Where he says, Wanna rumble with pun, huh? <laughs> Shit on the whole industry. <laughs> it, it, for those who didn't pick up on that, it's a parody of um, Lil' Kim's opening um, lines on All About the Benjamins, which was, Wanna rumble with the bee, huh? Wanna rumble with the bee, huh? Bzzz, put a hex on the whole family. Right? So, it's, it's just him kind of not really taking shots at um, at Bad Boy. I don't think it was that. But just basically him just poking fun at that um, those couple of um, lines. But other than that, though, everything about it, I didn't really care for. I mean... Yes, pun is on point with the words and all that kind of stuff with the lyrics, but the beat was there, didn't really care for it. Uh, he just delivers one verse. White Glove comes in afterwards, trying to sound all tuggish and hard and, you know, well. <laughs> I like, dude, this is so not your fit, dread. So the next track we have is Glamour Life, right? This is the first, pos- the first and only, actually, posse cut of the album. Um, I think this album, sorry, I think this track, sorry, is, is really, really great. Um, Pun joins forces with, with Terra Squad, so you're hearing Cuban Link, Triple Sace, I think that's how you pronounce it, Fat Joe and Armageddon, the only two people I know from that is Fat Joe and Cuban Link, right? But all of them just sound brilliant over this beat. I mean, it's it's a simple beat, but I love how dramatic it feels there. Um, and basically, they're just talking about living that, living that glamour life. Um, but they just kind of mix it with the whole more or less like glorifying that gangster life as well too. That grind shit, yeah. yeah. Shit there. So, <laughs> but um, just the way how they how they how they flow over this beat though, I really love. Pun shows up at the at the end though, and I thought that his verse was great as well. I love the the part where he talk about how um where he where where he just talk about his mom and now she's fifty. And she has a she has her own car, whatever it is there, you know. So he's doing all this stuff, and he's able to give back to his mom. Now. So that, that was really nice. Um, but you still have that that whole kind of gangster worship stuff, you know, the whole scar, the whole Scarface worship as well. But other than that, though, just hearing them over this beat was really was really dope. I really dug this. Uh, after that, we have the title track, Capital Punishment. Um, and this one here, he's getting all like social and political here. So he's talking about like, you know, minorities in the ghetto, the struggles you have to go through on a day-to-day basis, you know, um, violence, gentrification, drug dealing, poverty, all that kind of stuff. Um, Prospect, who is a, a rapper that I don't even know about, um, he does choreographies <laughs> here and he delivers the, the third verse. Um, I like his beat though, it's very moody. I, I love the violence in it as well. Um, right. But overall, it's not a great track. But I do give credit where credit is due for Pun at least doing something a little bit different um, on, on the album here. So at least he's seeing, well, okay, I'm a gangster. I'm doing this because, you know, it's society. I mean, you have to dig it deep to really understand where he's, where he's coming from. But I, I, I kind of get where he's, where he's getting at here with, um, with that track. Like I said, it's not great, but it's not bad either. Uh, next track is Uncensored, right? Scared. <laughs> painfully unnecessary skits well, basically yeah. it's an interview with him and Funkmaster Flex them laughing 
your hand pun breathing with your heavy eyes breathing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, like, it's like the man, like, take a jog down to Hot 97. So, like, the time he started talking, the fuck was so flexy. <laughs> Whoa, slow down. But, I don't know, the skit just went nowhere for me. It's like, pun bust some kind of joke. And flexes start cracking up laughing and like, all right, next song, next song. And that next song is I'm Not a Player, which is the prequel to Still Not a Player. Um, this is the first single of the album. Um, and yeah. I like how it starts off here. So you hear this this sample from the OJs, which is you're my darling, darling, baby. And then it just gets into like this real smoothly backbeat now. Um, fortunately, this song is uncensored. So you do hear another player. I just fuck a lot. Love that. Yeah. Yep. And in this one, compared to still another player, this one, that man just going into braggadocious mode with this one. The sex, the sexuality. Well, that's the the progress that he's showing off with is on full gear. But that man just real bragging throughout the entirety of the song, though. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it sounds great over the real chill beat anyway. So um, while still not a player is my favorite of the two i still do appreciate i'm not a player i mean it's still a great song i could i could listen to it especially off that that beat alone that instrumental is is dope um but your thoughts on i'm not a player though boy um i love with me with these 90s hip-hop thing it was a little too itchy i had to be too yeah, jiggy jiggy. Yeah, yeah, too jiggy jiggy for me. Right. So it's cool still because as what I say with him just bragging about see sex capades. Yeah. And I hear nobody do it, did it this good since Biggie with, with, with uh, uh, one more chance, the original one. Well the original version of one more chance. Now nah, really dreams. Be- since dreams. Oh, dreams. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. So I, 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 I one more chance. The original version on on the rated I album, um, the, the 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 sexual braggadocious lines that up, but that Biggie was spitting was was <laughs> was real yeah. was real ridiculous though. I would, I would say that much. It, it could ever not it could be dreams. <laughs> yeah. Be dreams. Dreams is just nasty. So. Um. Right. Uh, dreams is the one where he's just talking about just having sex. Dreams a fucking army bitch. Yeah, yeah. Well, talking about Mary J. Blige, total everybody, every every female artist he could think of, he just talking about how you have sex with them. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I do see what you mean. Um, it is, yeah, I, I will admit it. It's like it doesn't. It's not as explicit as say um, or raunchy as, as um as Biggie's you know um sex songs basically. But yeah, you know, it, it, it comes close. It comes close. It comes close and. As as Big just died, we needed needed something to let people say, yeah, Miss Big doing this. We are somebody doing this. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. And now track seventeen, the best song on this album, hands down, <laughs> Twins, Deep Cover, yeah. ninety eight. This is the best song on this album. This is the best song on this album. Basically, Nobody argue with you, pa. Yeah, <laughs> for those who don't know. Pun and Fat Joe, B 
basically take Dr. Dre's deep cover um, song, which by the way yeah. was the first single to ever feature Snoop Doggy Dog. That was the first, that was the breakthrough hit for Snoop yeah. Dogg. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from the movie of the same name, Deep Cover, which um, starred Lawrence Fishburne. And I haven't seen that movie in years. I just saw it once, and my God, that movie was grimy, like ridiculously <laughs> grimy, like like grimier than New Jack City grimier like hey like but New Jack City but with deep cover actually from well the, the premise for those dodo is um like if if you if you remember um in too deep which had Omar Epps and um and L Kuji first time playing a villain and I thought he was like real real believable as a villain by the way. But anyway, the <laughs> cover followed that same premise where it's just this undercover cop working for this gangster and the man just in too deep basically and it's like to a terrifying level as well, at least in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And that deep cover song just really matched that movie perfectly. Just the tone of it, that dark doom 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 doom. Yeah, it was just dark it's like, yeah. And basically with this version here, the cover ninety eight pun and Joe just take that beat and just rip it to shreds boy. He just go crazy with one dope bar after the next. I, I mean, like, I thought Pun was going to steal his show, but I think both of them steal his show, Jed. Both of them just on both on par with this thread. I don't think they was trying to, like, outshine each other. Just basically, both of them was on this equal level, Jed. But <laughs> as easily the best two lines ever uttered by Big Pun, and I had to read yes. it out because I can't rap it. Yeah, and in the little, middle of little like... Italy, little did we know that we real two middle men who didn't do diddly. Diddly. Say that five <laughs> times. Say that five times. And there they you know. say that five times. <laughs> say that the speed he was saying that. And then the beat cow uh, starts back. I love that. I even like when when the beat stops is like uh, when Pacho is like creep with me as I cruise through the streets. Da 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 da. Um, yeah. Which is basically um well which is what um. Dre, Dr. Dre had sung in the original deep cover song that and then how the beat just kicks back in. That's like my favorite moment. Along Hello. with the Danny Miller line oh, that, that I really love though. Yeah, that, that line though. Yeah. Um, but that's how the beat comes with that. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like I just go crazy. My head just be nodding. And by the way, this is it's like impossible to not nod your head when you hear it. Yeah, that, that it's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> The beat slaps the the verses, ridiculous. I even love like in the the video fit because there's a there's a music video fit where um post death row soup yeah um, um, when I, he was in in um in limit. limit records with Master P yeah. Snoop Doggy sorry Snoop Dogg was there you know just 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 showing his face on the album there. I thought that was like a nice touch there, but yeah, this song. Need to have the Bazaar's logo to the bottom. Because <laughs> it's just straight up hardcore pounding yeah, <laughs> repeatedly <boy>. from bottom <laughs> on, on people's eardrums. Yeah, boy. Uh, Ricardo, um, well, I, well, I know you love this song, Jed, so. Yeah, yeah. Praise it. Praise no, yeah, that, again, that, not, not, not <laughs> particularly add, uh, just, uh, yeah, again, that little Italy line is a classic, classic thing. I just want to go back to listen to is the only big fun song I have on my phone. Cause of that. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's the only thing about it. Yeah, it's just it's just a classic fluid line. And again, yeah, Deep Cover, as you say, you mentioned, is a grindy-ass movie. It was like a perfect track uh, for that movie, filming, and to see it 
we've just seen him reference it, so now we make it work um, for the time. So the time is like, oh shit, this is a reference, this is Dr. Dutrak. Yeah. Uh, and that would be an excellent callback, because it was just, yeah, classic. I mean, I don't know else that. That's yeah. the track hard. Now, I'll just throw this question out to you guys, right? Just, just a little segue here. Do you think this version is better than the original? Uh, uh, yeah. That's a tricky thing with me because I appreciate yes. the first, the first the cover, the original the cover, right? In terms of setting this like pre G funk style of music, like really introducing the world to well, not really to Doctor Dre, but just That's when stupid. he moved from that. Sorry, when he when he joined with Death Row, right? So it's like yeah, yes, this is this is what Death Row bring into the table here. Boom, deep cover, right? And then with this '98 version. It just make it a lot more bouncy, you know, like, you know, you're just banging your head to this shit, man. So, I, I, I love both of them, but if I had to pick one, kind of, kind of had to say that, I, I, I think Twins is the better of the two. Yeah, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, the, the, one thing, the one big sell about the original was Snoop's, you know, hook, right? That, yeah, kid, yeah, they don't yeah, stop. Because it's 197 yeah. on, the, on the cover. Right, on the other cover, right, exactly. That, I mean, that's a classic, that's really, but I, I just... With, with this because... first line that creep with me, you know, with right. sample to high heaven. Yeah, but with the the I don't know, just because of just because of big big puns flow again that little literally you know do, um two lines that was how much bars that was. That's two. That was two bars. That's two bars. Yeah, two, two lines. Bars, right. Two, two bars, bars. Right. The way how he spits, he spits the multis, and I said always had always had two words rhyming in the right. bars. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's just it's just that just make it an instant like classic. And yeah, if look, it's a, it's an interesting debate. But if you if if I'll, I'll put I'll definitely put. Pun. I prefer pun over the other one. Yeah. I prefer. Uh, not hard, but. Uh, yeah, it's a hard call, though. I know. <laughs> because the Snoop slaps. This one slaps and can't choose. That's too hard. Just put the two on and rock. That's fine. That's fine. Don't choose. Yeah. Um, but what I would just say, though, finally, before I get to the next track, is that, like, the first one, the first deep cover, really set up the tone of, like, it's more like a kind of like a storytelling kind of thing, basically. Like you know, um, I'm dealing drugs, but I had this fellow watching me, trying want to buy some from her. But I watched him hard, and I was like, I don't know, you do you five or something, I think so. So it's that kind of paranoia, and it just like permeates through the that song. While in Twins is more like just bars, though. It's bars. Just, it's just that way to the wordplay, but just grimy wordplay. That's the next thing too, you know. But anyway, hey. so now we get to an interlude here called The Rain and the Sun. Um, this is produced by Dead Prez. Uh, for those who don't know, these are the guys who uh, who did still one of my favorite, still the only great song from Dead Prez, in my opinion, called Hip Hop. From uh, yeah. It was from 1999 or 2000. Uh, yeah, but uh, well, I think the album Let's Get Free, which I heard quite recently, actually, um, it was on that, that album. But, yeah, yeah people will remember it as the entrance music for Dave Chappelle for Chappelle's show. That do, do, do. I expect right. all lawyer Dashiki wears to do who the hell that presence. Yeah, but that, <laughs> that, that beat by the way slaps it. Huh? Yeah, that, that beat, beat is ridiculously beat. hard, especially that. But anyway, yeah, right? Up. So that press produces beat, um, and is like this real smooth, chill like nocturnal like riding music kind of stuff and it's like you know in those rap videos where you always have like a character just driving um, on, a, on a dark street in the night and like i remember <laughs> made fun of it in their what they do videos like where are we yeah. going 
Right, but it's like one of those kind of beats where you're just in the car and you just sit, vibe <laughs> sit back car and vibe. Yeah. Um, and basically, Prospect, who was in the Capital Punishment track, he's like just singing this chorus, a really nice chorus. Now. And then he stops and he says, well, you know, this is what I do. I sing. So, Pun, I wanted to come in, John. And then um, Pun is like, I ain't no fucking singer. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. dude, I look up to you, John. You won the greatest. So, he sings the chorus again. And then Pun jumps in and, you know, he's actually not half bad as a singer, though. You know? <laughs> I, w- I would say that. I would say that. And the funny thing is, like, I, I but this is, like, the one interlude slash skit that I think is the best out of all of them so far. Um, I think this one fits perfectly on the album. I wouldn't take the, take it out for anything. But personally, I wish that this was an actual song, though. But then again, thinking about it, would pun rap over this real slow, smooth kind of beat? Is this right up his alley? I'm not too sure. I don't know. But I just love the beat so much. So I don't know. It's, it's like one of those kind of tracks you hear and you just wish that there was more out of it. And you're just kind of thinking, well, maybe, maybe this could have been a full song. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Pun should sing more. I don't know, but, I mean, we get this, so whatever. Um, any thoughts on Nereen and Nissan, or is this a track that you skip, no boy? I skip, but that's not a track that I skip. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> I beat, no, that, that beat, though. <laughs> and I skip, I, I'm not going to listen to a skip. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to a skip. All right, so next track is um, Boomerang. And this track is pretty interesting um, because Ricardo, it samples um, the music, or I should say the soundtrack, to one of your favorite movies, Fantastic Planet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. So it has that beat, right? I did not know um, that. But just basically, he's talking about, like, on the first verse, he's, he's more or less celebrating the gangster life. While on the second verse, he's talking about the flip side to the boomerang, basically, where it comes back to hit him or to haunt him. It's like, oh shit, well, police could um, arrest me. Uh, my family could, you know, go into poverty. So it's like, you know, the dark side to that gangster life now. So he shows the, the before and after, basically. So not a bad track, but the, the beat is just so dope. It is like, I just kind of tune out to, to, to Pun's lyrics at times. Mm-hmm. I zoned out to the beat. But just that beat is just so dread, though, you know. But yeah, I mean, the, the concept is good, but it's just, uh, um, because of that beat, though, I just tend to tune out and just focus on the beat more than, than the album. And, like, um, it kind of, I won't say it doesn't, it doesn't fit all too well with the kind of grimy East Coast style that was through the album thus far, but, you know, it's there, so whatever. Um, any thoughts on it, uh, Dokes? Um, to me, in is a needed track on the album because again right you just grind 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 and then with with this it's still grimy but it had like the flip side to the grind and it come like um this track from clips on clips album um i'm not like you um, from Lord Willen, right? Yeah. When I the in a long while though. I need to. <laughs> I need to. Of course, well, grind, grinding. Everybody knows that song. Everybody yeah. loves that song. But yeah, Lord well, it was great though. It's just an album that I haven't revisited in quite some time. But yeah. Yeah. Basically, the on that track, they're talking about why 
why this deal with the demons from drug dealing and then basically same with pun so you, you talk about well the up and then the down so what he is with tears it go forward and the boomerang effect is come back yes yes all right so uh we we are almost done right so now we get to the third single from the album which is called you came up Right yeah. off the bat, um, I love the jazzy beat fit. How bouncy that da 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 right? And even Pun does his like he's doing his own vocalizing at the very end. That da 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 ba ba Sounds dope, dude. Sounds dope. A little annoying, but but dope, right? Um, this one features Noriega or Nori as you want to call him. Um, he does the 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 um the chorus here, and if you're if you're familiar with his style of rapping. Or if you could stomach it, then I guess you could stomach it. Because <laughs> like, you came up. Whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? He has this kind of style, like, whoa, 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 you know? Um, although, like, when he brought out Super Tug, remember that song that um, that, that the Neptunes produced? Like, before um. anybody knew who the Neptunes was, that, what, 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 that one? Yeah. What song? Yeah, that's like the what that's like the only what song from Noriega I could stomach because it's in the hook. You know, I I don't listen that. For God, I'm not <laughs> listening. Oh, you, you you don't listen to that song. You don't listen to, to him. That 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 song. Well, Neptune's produced song. Man. Yeah. I don't listen to that. Why? It's just annoying. It's too what? It's annoying. But dude, it's how uh, do that. Like <laughs> it was it was all over the place. It's only Neptune's um, Nori that I like is yeah. um, grimy. Oh yeah, whoa, 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 grimy. <laughs> yeah, grimy, yeah, grimy nigga. Yeah, yeah, that I can stomach that. <laughs> but 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 that the whoa 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 kind of thing. Low, low, too low. Yeah. <laughs> so is if you could stomach that his style of rapping. But fortunately, I mean, he's in the hook, though. But still, once again, you might not care for the song because of his hook, though. But I actually pretty like the song, though. I think it's really dope. Uh, I love the, the jazzy beat. Um, and as the title suggests, he's talking about his come-up. But Pun is talking about his come-up. It's like, yeah, I make it known. I came up, Jenna. It's like, I'm here and I'm happy, you know what I mean? So it has a really lively, you know, vibe to it now. I love how he's like that, daddy da, daddy da, 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 mm. as well too. It's 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 kind of comical as well too. But once again, like I see that Nori, what what kind of style in the hook might throw you off a lot when it comes to that song. Um, if you into, if you're not a Nori fan, yeah, if you're not a Nori fan, you'd be like, nah, I hate this. But I I, mm-hmm. I, I could stomach it because he's on the hook. So uh, when you think about you came up, uh, you love the song. It's a skippable song for you. <laughs> In not my cup of tea. Okay, okay. So I'll get the pass. Although I like Nori and stuff, I'll get the it could get pushed aside for for now. Right. Because it's all like um what Nori song with the money hook that I actually really like but um Glory with Ian Cameron. Uh I don't remember that one actually. <laughs> that of um sports, drugs and entertainment. 
Oh, okay. I, I have a list. SD yeah. track. Is that yeah. SD track? Yeah. Yeah, but 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 all oh, right. But but I think I think the biggest song, or at least the one that everybody remember, because it was produced by the Neptunes as well, was nothing from 2002. I think it was. You know what? Nainor himself. Yeah, yeah. Nainor himself. What you try to do? Nothing. You know what I mean? Like that. That was that was a song you could not escape. Well, not all three of them songs that was on the same album. That the um grimy super tug and that was on the same album. Oh, okay, okay. Didn't know that. Yeah. All right. So next track we have is uh, one of my favorites. Is uh, Tree Leches, or I think that's how you pronounce it in Spanish, or the Triboro trilogy, right? So for those who those who don't know the reference, so Triboro. Uh, they refer to the Three Boroughs, which is the Bronx, which is where Big Pud is from, Staten Island, where Gesta inspected deck of the Wu-Tang Clan, and currently in the rap group Zafis. I really love their music right now. And Queens, where lead great Gesta, prodigy of Mod Deep, um, resided as well. Um, so this one is just basically all three artists come together on this track. It's produced by the Reserve All People. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's that kind of post into the Wu Tang kind of vibe. You know, it's it's really dark. It's very ominous, but it fits well with their their style of rapping, right? Um, I love the Rakim sample in the beginning, which is from the song "I Ain't No Joke," which is one of the best rap songs ever. Kids ask their parents. Um, in the- <laughs> yeah. Um, and you have some scratches by uh, DJ by the name of Rock R- R- uh, Rock. Reader or writer, I think that's how you pronounce it. Not too sure, but I love these scratches here. But basically, pun inspector deck and prodigy just deliver great verses um, on this track here. Um, there's one particular line from pun where he says, uh, "Take all you made, call you gay on Hot 97." And I was thinking about that for a second, like, "Wow, for an artist to go on Hot 97 and call you gay, like on live radio dress, like at that time." Wow. Okay. Okay. At that time, in, that in time, 1998. Right. 1998. Okay, that's what people do. Okay, <laughs> Rummy, concede, all right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought this track was, was really, really great here. Uh, afterwards, we get the well, the last skit. Well, this basically is a shout out to um, Charlie Rock. It's called the Charlie Rock shout out. Uh, he is one of the original members of Terror Squad, which is Charlie Rock LD. Uh, he was in jail at the time he was serving, like, uh, he was in, in jail for like nine years at the time for something, apparently, he, for that snitching, uh, according to, uh, to Big Pun. So he's like, he dedicated his next track to him. And now we get to the second to last track here, which is called Fast Money. Uh, personally, I didn't really feel the beat here. I felt it was a little too clean and polished and kind of radio friendly and commercial. Uh, but Pun is ridiculously grimy over this, so. So finally, mm. he gets into storytelling mode here. Finally, he's doing the life after death biggie style here, where he's doing the story. In this case, it's him and Cuba Link trying to rob some guy for cash and jewels. And, you know, just him describing in detail how he's pulling off this plan is, like, real griminess. Though. Like, you know, he's sneaking in here and have these, like, you know, um, um, Metal detectors and have like laser grin. He just describing the detail, everything mm-hmm. like he doing that. And then afterwards, he, the cops show up and he use one as a human shield. And then this big shootout. And then the end, the well, other members of the terror squad come. So it just ends in this like massive shootout. So yes, mm-hmm. that's some of the action, sound effects from the library again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but it's just once again really, really ridiculously grimy, right? Like, like shockingly grimy i would say right uh but i find personally 
as a second to last track because yeah this is like around the time where you know this is this is like closing time that it's like okay yeah but it's winding up it's winding down okay they wrap things up i find they could have put this a little bit earlier into the track list a little bit higher up in the number putting this at near the end was a was a bad call um but also too just the beat itself once again can you have this like real clean beat like this real radio kind of beat here but then you just hear this real grimy ass story i'm like yeah it's too much of a contrast it's not it's not really working here but overall i would say this is a song that i would skip but i would listen it but just not on a repeat uh, not repeatedly right so that's just my thoughts on that song <laughs> uh, your, your thoughts on fast what do you, what do you think about it um well again with, with me they they were i like i like storytelling yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I love storytelling, and he does he does it to to his best ability, and he does it damn well. So, again, I find it bit too commercial, but I could understand why he's saying the thing suit what he said. Yeah, like I need some more dark, you know, <laughs> oozing with dark, right? So, yeah. speaking of dark, now we get to the final track, which is called Parental Discretion. Um, so Showbiz, which is from the criminally underrated Showbiz and EG. Uh, he is the producer in that in that duo basically. So he delivers this real dark head on the beat um for, for, for Punter Rapover. Um there's some female vocalizing throughout the song which <laughs> I felt was kinda off putting as well. I was like um not really off putting but just kinda out of place. I was like all right, why do we yeah, this? why is this here? Yeah, why why, why is, is this here? Why? And I'll explain why in a bit. And I don't know why that 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 woman who who sings it eerily eerily sounds like my um Mary J Blige show. Like I know it's not her, but it sounds like the way how she just do vocalizing though. But anyway, mm. so on this track here, Pun just getting grimy for like the last time, of course. But here he's being a little specific. He's talking basically about his his freedom, basically as an artist as a rapper to yeah just talk about what he wants to talk about on wax right um and he, you know he's basically challenging critics he challenging listeners who consider hip-hop to be like this violent this hyper violent musical art form now um buster rhymes yeah i was shocked that he was on this on this album too. like wait oh shit he is on this too what he's <laughs> and he's loud now so like he's telling little kids get out of here right um <laughs> I have this one line that, like, when I hear it, I was like, this kind of weird way he say this shit is homicide. Drugs and money. This ain't no bugs, bunny. Yeah, like, right. um, <laughs> okay. That actually, that actually cool, but. Bugs, bunny? <laughs> it is so funny when he say it, though, right? Yeah. Um, and then he comes in the outro, and I like what Buster says here, where basically, well, he, you know, they as, as artists are presented the positive and the negative side of life. But parents it's your job to to take care of your kids and to guide your kids you shouldn't expect your kids to be relying on us rappers to tell them what to do and what to expect in life so if you don't want to take care of them we will take care of them and make sure that they go in bed by nine and i love that line. i was like oh okay <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. yeah smart smart, smart. Um, but i love the last line here what pun says which really struck me where he says um my kids don't do as I do; they do as I say. Cause daddy don't play. So I love that. Where basically, so basically, he's like saying, "Well, it's like this kind of um, self-awareness, basically. Like he knows what he's saying. He knows he knows the arena that he's in with hardcore hip hop, right? But at the same time, he has kids, but he know yeah. he's a dad first. So you'll tell him, "Hey, 
do as I see, Jen. That's what I do. That kind of thing, though. So I respect that. Um, but personally, I mean, it's not as, say, confrontational or thought-provoking or controversial like, say, Criminal from Eminem's um, uh, yeah. Martial Matters LP, which which focused on the same topic, basically, but it did it in this more abrasive, in-your-face way. Mm. It was, like, literally calling out people, like, really, like... <laughs> like confronting them in a sense that this really you know this 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 flipping the middle finger at them there, but intentionally there, you know to make yeah. uh, this point like it's not as heavy or thought provoking as that uh, uh you know like in retrospect i could i could i feel like he was trying to reach to that level but you know m just did it better because you know of all this off of the controversy of him as an artist in general right yeah but <laughs> yeah. parental discretion i mean he come close he say what he had to say and yeah the album ends like that i mean it's not the perfect way to end the album off but you know it is what it is right um <laughs> any thoughts on parental discussion as a closer yeah um i'll say it's a good way to end our album because at that time coming into late um late 90s early 2000s rap and rap and rock was getting a lot, a lot of flack for shit that there wasn't really you could have pinpointed on somebody really so of course he a big part at that time just let let parents know well yo or you can't blame us for your kids doing x or y (laughs) that is on all you be parents (laughs) be parents we we doing we do this this rap thing but all kids in line. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ricardo, you just want to contribute to that. Um, this is basically of the the message, if you will, of parental discretion. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, it's always have a busy body that always looking to blame anything but itself when it comes mm. to the churn out that line. Uh, your video games, movies, like well, usual bullshit. Of course. And yeah, yeah. rappers, rappers definitely on the on the list of that. Is, you know, from since what I think the NWA started bullshit. Yeah, since yeah. that. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody could say the message. And yeah, this this is the issue in the nineties. It kind of cooled down sometime around I don't know two thousand two or so. I, I, yeah, uh, I think it was like right after um well the the Columbine massacre and everybody right. was pointing fingers at Marilyn Manson and, then and video games the and AIM call out call right. out them people. Eminem, right? Yeah. And then well, a big factor I think was September eleven. So that kind of shift a lot of the energy away yeah. from that anyway. So from rappers to Muslims. Yes, right, yes. right. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you'll always have the busybody shenanigans. So, uh, whoever, it's something you can't do about it. Just have to embarrass them. Every time they say exactly. facts. They say make claims and you just have to respond with facts and, and data. Whatever. Yeah, agree. So, in a nutshell, um, this album, um, as far as debut albums go, it's no reasonable doubt as far as great, timeless, classic albums go. Noelmatic. Noelmatic, neither. I mean, yes, it. I mean, Capital Punish, uh, Punishment, sorry, does have its fan base. Many people will consider it to be one of the best albums out there. But personally, for me, I don't think so. Um, I think it does suffer from, you know, just simple issues like, you know, with, with other um, debut albums. Um, you know, just trying to put too much into one album, you know. You have to have this skit. You have to have that skit, you know. I want to have uh, me gunning down drug dealer skit. I want to have... <laughs> I want to have that one interview that I did on that talk show two weeks ago. 
you know, because I promised the DJ I'd, I'd, I'd put him on the album, you know, that kind of thing. Now. It's like you, you stuff too much into it. And, you know, like when you listen to it now, it's more like kind of cliche. You know, it's like, all right, cool. We had to have the radio interview here. We had to have the sesquit here. We had to do all this stuff here. Okay. But, you know, um, nitpicks aside, though, Big Pun really does, really does show why he is one of the best lyricists, like, like in the game period, dead or alive. Um, you know, for what's worth, Captain Punishment is still a decent, I mean, it's not great, but still a decent uh, debut album, so I would give this a decent 4 to 5 stars. Uh, any ratings, uh, Ricardo, your your final thoughts on the album? Yeah, again, I don't really have that much to add to, to mm. tell the truth, uh, but yeah, uh, this album, and just judging from the handful of songs I am, I am familiar with, yeah, I, I give it a, a solid, like, I don't know, 6 out of 10, 7 out of 10, if anything. Um, it's not a classic. It's not a true brilliant classic, but it have classic things in it. Yeah. Classic yeah. moments, classic lines. And yeah, again, if his career wasn't cut too short, it would have been, it would have been interesting what his career could have been. Um, yeah. Agreed. You know. um, no, no, as yeah. you see the word classic before we get to your written, though, boy. So, you know, especially with like dead rappers, right? So it's not like Biggie, for example, where you had Ready to Die. That was like a certified classic right there. And then he had enough time to build his buzz. And then when the second album was coming out, it was so highly anticipated that his life was cut short. So yeah, it's easy to, to put, stamp that classic, you know, label on his other albums. But, you know, it's somebody like, like Big Pun here, for example, where, you know, his career got cut so short. You know, it's almost like, okay, well, because he's dead and because he's so great as a lyricist, I'll slap the word classic on Capital Punishment, you know. And I think it's a little unfair, you know, for, for this album. Just in my opinion. Uh, well, for me, it's if it if it scrape off the skits yes, and yes. about two tracks, yeah, classic album. Yeah, yeah, just, 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 um, yeah, just, just get rid of the fat. I mean, ha ha ha, get it right. Yeah, <laughs> just, just, just get rid of some of the fat, and you know, it's not making it feel cluttered, there, you know. And yeah, you would have is, a classic. That's the album. It, Although it have it have everything that the album need, it have hits, it have street shit, yep. it have lyrics, well placed lyricism, yes, yes. and all as I say, it's sad when you start again to the skits, and then especially that one, back two, one. Uh. yeah, <laughs> one or two tracks that eerily that solid and. Yeah, you could have do without it. Yeah, it started pull the album a little bit down. Yeah, I this came out in '98, and a lot of people that were still remember rap was changing around that time. Juvenile was, it was, it was, it was the jiggy era. Yeah, Juvenile was out with hand things. So, of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ha, yeah, yeah, love her. Yeah. And the remix too with, with, with Jay-Z. Jay-Z, yeah. It was so, a hot period, yeah. but somehow it worked. Out. <laughs> Especially when I always so, say, I got big girls that go, brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
the same way how I look at Ready to Die. Although Ready to Die is a classic album, this could this album is a street classic. Yes. As I said, it just need to scrape up some of these some of the fat. Yeah. And it has street classic album. Agree, agree. So what what would you read this album? Me, I agree this of a four four and a half out of five. All right. Because so, again, okay. <laughs> the man would play is sick. Yes, Nobody could do it. it Nobody could do it like like that still. Yeah. So nice. as I say, just scrape that fat. Yeah, totally all right, cool. So um with all that being said though, Ricardo, where can we find you online? I'm at RMEDY, that is at RMEDY on Twitter. And then you can just type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook. All right. Uh, find me do, there. All right. Doughboy, where can we find you online? You can find me at Good Job Doughboy on Instagram. Right. For now, I'll do some other stuff. <laughs> all right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Just look for Legally Black MJB. MJB and capital letters. You can also find me on Facebook. Just look for my name, Matribili, along with a legally black blog, official fan base, where you find a link to this podcast as well as the others that we've done before. And also, you can find me on Instagram. Just look for Matribili Reviews. And yeah, that's it. So yeah, with all that being said, though, um, rest in peace to Big Pun. You know, he is one of the best lyricists, you know, the rap game has given us. So his legacy true, true. on. Yeah, rest in peace to Big Pun. Rest in peace to Prodigy as well. You know, his legacy will live on. True, too. true. Mob Deep, Shook Ones, you know, such thing as Halfway Crooks. You know, it goes. Yeah, and, yeah, and on the subject of that too, because we are recording this on um, April the 21st, at the time of this recording, uh, rest in peace to Vern Troyer, boy. Um, got the news about that. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah actually. Up online, man. Um, for those who know, though, he's the guy who played uh, Mini-Me. Mini-Me. Trilogy. Yeah, passed away. Age uh, 48, I think it was. I had a 48. 49. Yeah, had a 49. long struggle with, with depression. It was like, I didn't... At, actually, 49. So, yeah, yeah but you know, it was like that hard for him. And I don't know. I just can I imagine it, you know, from a from a, from an acting perspective. You know, I, I don't know. I just think that maybe he just was trying to find that next break, that next big movie. He didn't really get through. So, I don't know. It's just trying to keep busy or whatever it is but yeah those those three will live on so rest in peace to those three and yeah so that's pretty much about it so once again guys good morning good afternoon good evening good night whenever you listen to this this was Matthew Bailey and Ricardo Medina and no boy and we are signing off from another episode of Retrospect Reviews so until the next one take care and like a like, and like a wise man once said by the way that in the middle of little Italy little did we know that we riddled two middlemen who didn't do who did <laughs> until the next one guys take care peace